Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Champoli, APPA's News Director. Our guest in this episode is Paul Zumo, Director for Research and Development at APPA. Paul is here to discuss APPA's Demonstration of Energy and Efficiency Developments Program. The deadline for applying for DEED grants is August 15th, so we thought it was an opportune time to discuss the benefits applying for these grants. Paul, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me, Paul. Sure thing. Welcome back. So to get to get things started, Paul, I wanted to, to give you the opportunity um, for listeners who may not be familiar with the DEED program. Could you provide an overview of the program? Sure. Go, let's go back a little bit in time. DEED was founded in uh, 1980. Uh, this was shortly after the formation of the Electric Power Research Institute, or EPRI. Um, public power utilities wanted an opportunity to have their own uh, availability for research funds and R&D granting. So D was established then uh, as, as, an, as a resource for public power utilities and APPA members uh, to be able to pull their resources and to fund innovative research into, into different projects and, and eventually also internships and scholarships. So uh, DEED is a separately funded project, project-based uh, organization. It, we have um, separate dues from APPM members. So if you're an APPM member, you can become, choose to become a DEED member, and that is how we fund the projects, approximately a little over a million dollars a year in funding, about $1.3 million uh, goes into the pool and, and goes to grant applicants. So it is overseen by a 10-member board with a text, two ex-officio officers who uh, also oversee the, uh, the program and then will make determinations on grant applications and, and uh, will decide which projects and which scholarships and internships get funding. So the maximum amount is uh, up to uh, – so each recipient or, or applicant, excuse me, can apply to up to $125,000 for their grants, for, again, for innovative projects – that uh, kind of sh- kind of move public power forward, if you will. Projects we're looking for projects that have uh, that show some innovation and 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 uh, different approaches to even traditional forms of uh, of uh, electric generation and, and things of that nature. We have approximately 950 members out of the 1,450 or so APPA members. So about two thirds of APPA members are deed members. We've grown, as I mentioned, we, we awarded a little over a million dollars last year, last couple of year, years, actually about $1.1 million. In 1981, our first year, we grant, we uh, awarded about $244,000. So the program has grown rather remarkably. Uh, it, again, it's an opportunity for public power utilities to be able to get funding and, and to do research in, in uh, and have avenues of exploration that they may not have had before. Now, you mentioned membership. Is there anything further you wanted to share in terms of how a utility can become or qualify for membership with DEED? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, again, if you're an APPA member, utility, you have the ability to become a DEED member. So um, you, you can inquire of us and, and just uh, let us know that you're interested in membership and we're, we're happy to work with you. So any regular APPA member can become a DEED member. I said it's separately funded. It's, it's about DEED dues or about 20% of your APPA dues. Uh, you can also work with the Joint Action Agency, and they be- can become members, state agencies. Uh, we have slightly different rates for joint action agencies and state agencies and even some federal power marketers. So um, other than that, that's, that's really the only requirement is to be an APPA member. 
two questions within the next um, topic area that I wanted to cover for us. And what are the benefits that can flow from applying and receiving a deed grant? And also, what are some best practices a grant writer should be aware of if they kind of you know take the next step in terms of applying for a grant? Sure. In terms of, uh, I guess, the benefits from receiving a grant is you get money. A portion of your project is funded by deed. We can get into requirements a little in more detail later, but there's, as I said, there's $125,000 max is is the amount the, the maximum amount of grant that's awarded. We we tend to award projects where there's other sources of funding. So if you're applying for 125,000, hopefully there's another 125,000 or more that's being funded elsewhere. But you're getting this pool of money to help you towards whatever that project is, whether it's software, whether it's uh, just the manpower um, and the hours in terms of research and writing, that will help you. Hope, hopefully, that this this grant money can help you put you over the finish line if you're if you're working on a, and, and it could be a project you've already been been working on. And, you know, you don't have to start from scratch. So if you've got something that's been in the pipeline for a year and you've kind of already worked with a contractor, but you want some more funding, that's a benefit. And I think the application itself can tell you a lot about your research. You know, we've talked about this and I've had conversations with the board members. The very act of of applying, even if you're told no, I think, or if your application is denied for whatever reason, we'll give you some feedback. And hopefully that can also help you grow and and, and to think about your project and maybe alternative methods of of what you're trying to do or of, of just thinking through kind of your whole overall process. So I think that's, those are some of the benefits, I think, uh, of applying and receiving. Right. So, so I mean, I think you touched upon a great point, which is that there's collaboration between APPA and applicants, right? Absolutely. Yes. So if you apply for a grant, it's not as though you're on your own. Uh, we here at EPPA staff will certainly help you. Also, I mentioned the board members. So each there, so each APPA region has a board member on the D board. And so if you're from, let's just uh, if you're in Region 5 and uh, you're thinking of applying, the Region 5 board director can can talk to you and provide feedback on that application and whether or not, you know, whether that, that board member or APPA staff think that that's the sort of project that is likely to get approved. And, you know, if you're thinking of applying, what are the things that you should be considering? And I, I think the, to answer your other questions about what a grant writer or someone who's applying should think about, I, I think there's a couple of major things. You, you really do need to do your homework. So you need to really look at what the, the field of research before you. Um, think about what your project is. You should have a really good sense of what your end goal is. You should have a deliverable in mind. And when you start from that, kind of almost work your way backwards, see who else has maybe done a project that you have done. We have the Deep Project Library. Um, and, and again, we can probably talk a little bit more detail, but that's that's a benefit to Deep members. Which, and it's a repository of every project that has been done in the history of DEED. So you can look through that, even just look at the titles and see if someone's already done that. Um, and then it's also, you want to keep in mind, as I said, what's the project goal? What are your deliverables? What is it you're trying to accomplish? And what are the benefits that are going that could possibly accrue to other APPA members or DEED members? Just kind of wanted to drill down in terms of you know, specific project examples. Any um, recently completed deed projects that stand out to you in terms of interesting projects, and also, you know, just circling back to applications. Any additional details you wanted to offer in terms of how those applications are evaluated? 
Uh, sure. It's, it's hard to pick just one, so I'll pick a right. few. I'll start uh, actually kind of a topic area. You know, I think, as you know, and we've talked about in previous podcasts, electric vehicles are probably one of the biggest topic areas of interest to the APPA membership. It's something that several utilities have, have been awarded grants for. Um, we have actually three open grants right now. One, for example, is uh, Northern Wasco in Oregon. They've got this rural ride and drive. So what we found is that if a person gets behind the wheel of an EV, they're much more likely to purchase an EV because they've got the experience, they understand it, but it's harder to do that in rural communities. So this is a program to help uh, enable user uh, or potential drivers, give them access to test driving an EV. Another project that just recently closed was from the North Carolina State Freedom Center. And this was a pretty interesting. It was a um, solar carport with batteries. So what this was is a portable battery system with a solar a kind of a slash solar panel slash battery. So it's it's an innovative way. And especially if we're trying to increase the amount of EV drivers, we're going to have to think of new ways of them being able to power their cars. So a portable carport where you can you can roll it up and put and, and then it'll Get power from the sun, so you're also saving money as you're also charging your car. So it's a, it's a really it was a really innovative project. We just recently had a webinar on that. And um, the Iowa Association of Municipal Utilities are actually working on their second D grant for an EV toolkit. And uh, AMP, um, American Municipal Power, also uh, uh, published a toolkit a few years ago. And and these toolkits are just kind of Excel-based documents that allow, have different aspects, you know, putting in rate, potential rate designs or uh, maybe looking at just, just the, the, the grid enhancements you'll have to go through if you're, if you're, if you're interested in, in increasing the amount of EVs in your fleet. So that, that toolkit should be available within the next year or two. I'd also point to the Northern California Power Association there, uh, Joint Action Agency. Um, they've actually also had two grants related to their um, hydrogen plan. So they're trying to convert or looking at the feasibility of converting some of their gas uh, generation to hydrogen. So the first grant was kind of geared towards the, that initial bit of research. And now they had a second grant that's going to be, that, that took a little bit more of it. Okay, they've decided to move ahead. So what are some of the things that they need to consider? And we're actually going to have a webinar on that also in the next couple of weeks. Another interesting one was SMUD, Sacramento Municipal Utility District. Uh, this uh, Grocery Cooling Project, which actually won an Energy Innovator Award last year for basically looking at transactional carbon dioxide refrigeration system. So it's a different kind of refrigeration system. It's a little bit higher upfront cost, but also more energy efficient. But we also do, and it's not just new EV kind of or new new technologies. It's also existing technologies or improving existing technologies, for example, in terms of uh, reliability. Uh, for example, Fayetteville Public Works Commission, uh, they did a project related to the maintenance of their underground system. So it was, it was taking a software and, and being able to do improvements to the, the, their underground system without putting the whole system out for, for repairs. So uh, that was a great project. New York Power Authority uh, using drones for surveillance, for looking, you know, looking at potential problem points. So I, I would also say that a lot of the projects that we've recently proved, again, these are kind of in what I would say is kind of traditional utility work. 
but it's, again, just kind of looking at new technologies and adapting to that traditional work. And a point of clarification, you mentioned NCPA, that's Northern California Power Agency, right? Yes, that's the association. Sorry. Yeah. No, no yep. problem. No, there's a lot of acronyms floating around in our world. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to mention <laughs> that for our listeners. No worries. Thank you, um, so, yeah, no, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, we've talked about the grant application process. And my, my sense from, from, from speaking um, with people who participate in the process, it's pretty straightforward, right? You know, I'm not going to lie. I, it does take a little bit of time. Um, I would not right. begin the application process on August 15th if you're thinking of applying for this. Oh, right. uh, for this, right. but it, it it's also not meant to be exhaustive. It's like some of the um, grant other grant applications that are out there. Mm-hmm. And it's a list of questions, and 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 it's the questions I kind of alluded to before. Things you really need to consider. So going through, what is your kind of basic starting point? What is your statement of purpose? Why are you doing this? Uh, what is the problem you're trying to solve? And then going through and kind of thinking through and again, showing that homework, you know, has there been research done in this area? Has there been any similar type of deed project, for example, that has covered what you're trying to do? Uh, what are the tools you're going to use to complete this project? What is it, essentially, what are the deliverables? Are you going to do a white paper? Is there possibly a toolkit uh, that will be available at the end of this process. There will be an opportunity to upload your budget. So we do want to see what your budget is overall, not just what the deed money would go to, but the overall budget of the project. So we get a sense of kind of the uh, the scale of it all. So it's going through answering those questions. As I said, it you know it probably would come out to five to ten pages on average if you were printing this out, maybe a bit longer if you've got a more detailed project. But it's it's really just again doing the homework, showing your work, showing what you intend to do, really showing that you have thought through the project, you have uh, an I- you, you really have an idea of what you want to do and accomplish with it. Okay, great, Paul. So a uh, wrap-up question is um, it, for listeners who, who want to maybe take the next, want to take the next step in the, in the application process, where do they go? All right, the, a couple of different options. You can go on to our website, publicpower.org backslash deed, and there's great lots of information, including contact information, other background information on applying for deed grants. But otherwise, you can email deed at publicpower.org, uh, and then we'll be happy to respond to your inquiries if you're thinking of applying. Uh, I should have mentioned before, we have a grant management system called Founded. Um, that's where you'll do your application. We will be happy to grant you, give you some logon creden- login credentials. Uh, and, and as I said before, to answer any of your questions, if you have concerns about, it, about your application or if you, have, if, you, if you just want to talk through it and if you have any questions about whether or not you should apply, uh, happy to respond and, and get back to you. Well, Paul, thanks again for taking the time out of your day to speak with us. As usual, it's been a very informative conversation. Uh, thank you so much, Paul. Thanks for listening to this episode of Public Power Now, which is produced by Julio Guerrero, graphic and digital designer, APPA. I'm Paul Champollion. We'll be back next week with more from the world of public power. 